What's up, world? This is Rajanae, and you are now tuned in to the number one radio show for news, topics, interviews, and music, The Groove Live Show, hosted by DJ Mellow Jones on the ones and twos. Hey, man, y'all heard it first, man. Shout out to Rajanae for the wonderful introduction. I really, really appreciate that. Y'all already know what time it is. It's between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Right here on Miami's number one Billboard charter radio station, WKMT, DB, The Great FM, connecting the world through music. As I already told you, I'm your host, DJ Melo Jones, and I'm on the ones and twos. And I'm here to bring y'all an action-packed show. It's a lot of things I want to talk about today. And this show is dedicated to the vegans, man. You know what I'm saying? Vegans stay winning. You know what I'm saying? Vegans on top. You know what I'm saying? The the rise of veganism is really a beautiful thing to see. So we're going to talk about, you know, veganism. We're going we're gonna to talk about um, the wave that, that's really happening right now with the, with the vegan community. So I have an interview coming. At the top of the hour, 9 p.m., I'm going to be chopping it up with, um, oh, I mean, it's it's an honor. I'm, I'm so excited for this interview, but I'm going to be chopping it up with the one and only Sean Russell, you know what I'm saying, CEO, founder of SoFlow Vegans and Vegans Explore, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm so excited to get the opportunity to, you know, chop it up with him, get to know, um, you know, what goes behind what goes on behind the scenes in um really pushing the the vegan agenda really spreading the word and really trying to create a community where you know vegans and people who are open to that lifestyle can feel supported can feel um a part of something great you know so i'm really really excited about that and i'm a i don't know i'm a, i'm gonna talk about um the rise of veganism and how it's really opening up people's minds and what I think it's going to bring to our future, you know. So I'm very, very excited to talk about that. So y'all stay tuned. Like I said, I'm going I'm to give you my own little two cents in a little bit, you know what I'm saying. But um, as y'all know, this is the Groove Live show. We like to keep it groovy here. And, um, man, we're going to start with some good music. You know what I'm saying? So, um, man, the first track of this week's show is going to be some Damien Jr. Gang Marley. You know what I'm saying? We we doing it for the vegans. Of course, I got to play. You know what I'm saying? Some Rastafarian music. You know, they vegan. They they with the culture. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to play one of these tracks. This first track I'm going to play by Damien Jr. Gang Marley excuse me, is Kaki Suit. So we're going to get into that. Very, very soon. So y'all stay tuned. And now uh, we're going to get into some music. All right? Choo! Boom, boom, boom. We're going to get into some music. Like I said, Kaki Suit, Damien, Julian, Marley. Here we go. Choo! Yeah! Yes, my I'm Watch it now. 
All I mean, them do not gang me, say, look, come in at it all. Who no know me from them, see me, me, I live in top. And I said, clock, you put on cocky suit, you think me go a color. Well, I put it, them no know, said, every dreadlocks is a star. Never keep with the lyrics, they never keep and we are done. We get a issue of a pity, grip is bit of fire, man. City 15, I'm a grip for me, I squeeze it till it's man. Every hit, it look a bit, it drip till no, no, live at all. Go to flip it, till it, flip it, mine, no, we matter. No pity like your semiti, some when time when we are one. And they better know where vehicle and they better mark with car and keep a distance to us. Come on, we pull up this ass car. You go run for the uptown man, them but we and them apart. And you run for the ghetto man, them but we and them apart. And you run for the country man, them but we and them apart. We have all some guns that flip where we love, we got a cigar. Watch your dread. Flash it up, flash it up, jet lags up. And politicians I drive them dark and them must still come over here. When them go drunk on the ends, your ugly ears say why they clear. Man a cop it in a town, a man a cop it in a square. And all leave a skull a bore and then all leave a flesh at you. Wait, some man a run on grammy, feed the gun and feed the ear. And when make poor people laugh, they leave it in a fear. Wash out them on them back and them that not no more fear wear. And man one desert a down and still cannot afford a fear. Cannot find a boss a live in my shall rise and that a ear. And the bull a press a rise and it not dearer than the fear. And also make it fin knows the end. It's a government no care Cause the money they must share a crate a Guinness crate a beer Cannot pay a little fitness school fee come to NIU Telling you them say forget them education and prepare Rasta for right now go get no man no more than him can do Catch a fire eat a bunch of television them be well Flash it up, flash it up, flash it up, jailax up Flash it up, flash it up, flash it up Wildland and Junior Gang, will you do that Junior Bang? Office in the number one, you can assume that is the plan. Pity Golden Bullion, come on and gang Bullion. Like Stephen and Julian, Rasta them no coolie man. Babylon them truly wrong, but them want to fool him man. But them want to give you jobs, and them want them truly man. High and high, and no fool, come inside the school him man. Know them to try to cool it down. Them say about it, he's the beast in the eye of Fibiola. Comparing to Hitler, and Ayatollah. Say them a high roller, them a baby in a stroller. Say that they're cold, but you young and cold Cause, hang it No mercy No mercy
Y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This is your main man, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. That was some Junior Gung with In Too Deep. You know what I'm saying? You know, we're we, we doing a vegan tribute this uh, this week's episode. And um, 
I got another no Rastafarian, you know what I'm saying? Another vegan that I'm a I'ma definitely showcase uh right right now. And I just wanna let y'all know I am coming with some um just some facts. No opinions, some facts about the 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 rise of veganism and the vegan wave that's going on right now. So I'm gonna give y'all some facts about really the impact that the vegan veganism, the the vegan lifestyle, all of that is having on society at large. So we're gonna get into that very, very soon. But first we're gonna play some um Dennis Brown. This first track I got by him is some stop the fussing and fighting. We're going to get into that right, right now, right on the Groove Live Show. Which O's? DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right. Choo!
All positive vibes, he says. That's to stop the fussing and fighting. That's by Dennis Brown. Now, y'all need to stop the fussing and fighting over meat, man. Let it go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is a tribute to the vegans. So I am going to be that annoying vegan in your ear for the next two hours. But stop the fussing and fighting about meat. You know what I'm saying? You eat this meat and you feel all groggy and all of that. And it's giving you health problems. Stop fighting and fussing with meat go vegan man go vegan you know what i'm saying and once you go vegan you will set foot in the promised land you know what i'm saying which leads me into this next track that i got by dennis brown this is promised land right here on the groove live show all right Chew. Guess the promised land, oh gosh now, to the promised land, well, make a step down to Asmara, then we stopped in Addis Ababa, made our way to Shashamani land, riding on the king's highway, to the promised land, going to the promised land, oh gosh, to the promised land, oh the promised land, well, there's plenty of land for you and I, by and by, lots of food to share forever we want, the type of segregation in the promised land, oh gosh, take me to the promised land, in the promised land, oh, that's the promised land, oh, oh,
there's work to be done and you can't run you know what i'm saying we got a lot of work to be done and um you know continuing the vegan wave and we doing it part of it is just having discussions like we're having right now and um man i'm excited so as i told y'all I'm going to be coming with some facts for y'all about veganism. Straight facts. This is not my opinion. This is straight facts. You know what I'm saying about veganism. So, I do want to start with this fact. And it says, of all the people in the U.S., about 10% of U.S. adults identify as a vegan or a vegetarian. The number of vegans worldwide reached approximately 79 million people. And from the years 2004 to 2019, the number of vegans increased 30-fold. That's crazy. The plant-based market grew by 27% during the 2020 and 2021 pandemic. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's really crazy, the growth in the community. And I think it's because people are starting to become a bit more conscious. I think people are really trying to be their best selves, even if that doesn't necessarily um, translate to becoming a vegan per se. I think a lot of people are opening their eyes and seeing that what they eat affects them. Like we all grew up hearing, you know, you are what you eat. But I think a lot of people they kind of never really took hook, took heed, excuse me, to that to that mantra or to that saying, you know, you are what you eat. And I think nowadays a lot of people are waking up to that, especially um now that a lot of, you know, social media is really good with helping spreading the word and and helping um expose people to uh different ways of living life and different ways of doing things that they may have never been exposed to um otherwise so that's really cool and um yeah it, it's it, it's crazy to see the rise you see vegan restaurants popping up you see a lot of vegan festivals and you know the my interviewee coming on a little later coming on a little bit later he's gonna tell me about you know the changes he's seen in a couple of years um yeah, it 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 is it, crazy, you know. Um, yeah, it, it says in America alone, in the year two thousand nineteen, um, the number of vegans rose to nine point seven million. Um, yeah, and they say if we continue at this trend, about forty percent of the global population will continue eating meat. So that means, in the next what. 15 plus years vegans gonna be the dominant species out here so i just need everybody listening right now take heed to that how about them apples you know what i'm saying like we gonna outnumber non-vegans very very soon um yeah and a lot of people go vegan for a lot of different reasons some people it's more so for the animals some people it's more for their health some people it's um a little bit of both um yeah some people it's more about environmentalism you know the the amount of impact um 
that the the meat and dairy industry have on our planet and stuff like that. People are waking up. People are seeing that this isn't right. This isn't humane. And really, you can get delicious food without having to slaughter innocent sentient beings. And that's the beautiful thing. Um, yeah. And then the veganism is is um, expanding beyond food. You you see a lot of um, makeup that has no longer has animal products in it, which is surprising. I never knew that cosmetic um, cosmetics uh, test their products on animals and stuff like that. We're seeing a reduction um, in that, and we're seeing a rise in um, in um, a rise in people being against that type of behavior. You know, the vegan society is growing very, very much. So it's even affecting the fashion industry. Now, you know, since veganism translates to beyond, you know, beyond just, you know, food and cuisine, it's translating into the clothes that we wear. You know, a lot of people aren't wearing leather. A lot of people are coming out with um, leather, leather that's made from plant fibers and stuff like that. You know, and it, it's really inspiring to see people um, dedicated to making the planet a better place. And um, I, I love that. And and I'm honored. Like, I, I personally went out of my way to buy a vegan leather wallet. Went out of my way to do that. And it's because I, I, I really, I really want to be a, a true vegan all the way around Anything that I consume, I want to make sure that it's um, ethically sourced, you know, ethically, sustainably, and humanely sourced, and no sentient beings were harmed in the process. To the best of my ability, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I try my best. Um, they say the the top five cities uh, as far as access to vegan food are London, UK, New York City, Berlin, Germany, Los Angeles, and Toronto. And that's very, very true. I went to LA a couple times, and the vegan movement is huge out there. Mainly, well, I can't say mainly because I'm not 100% sure, but um, I, I personally believe it's due to the fact that um, over there, it's a very different lifestyle. People are very active, and they're not active for the sense of um, aesthetics. Like here in Miami, people are active more for the sense of aesthetics. Over there, people are active because that's their way of socializing. That's their way of um, connecting with loved ones and, and their, their social sphere and all of that stuff. And there, there's just so many ways to be active. There's hills, there's mountain, there's hiking, there's all types of natural forests to explore and stuff like that. So, but I, I did notice I, I went to LA a couple of times. Um, uh, and then the last time I went, I noticed that veganism was everywhere. Like if you're a vegan, that's definitely a place to be New York city as well. Um, New York city has a lot of vegan spots that make tremendous food. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's very inspirational to see it continue to grow. And, these statistics that I'm reading off are blowing my mind, and I got to give credit where credit is due. This comes from Soylent.com, and it provides a lot of um, vegan statistics about what's going on in the vegan world. And um, did you all know that um, 
One in 12 black Americans, or about 8% of black Americans, identify as vegan or vegetarian. And because of that, black Americans are the fastest growing vegan group among all Americans. That's crazy. I personally, obviously, I fit that demographic. And um, it's dope. It's dope. It's really dope to see that. Um, Yeah, and... I'm just excited to see it grow. I'm excited to, um, first of all, you know, interview Sean Russell. He's going to have a lot more insight than than I do because, you know, he's been entrenched in this in this industry or this community for a very, very long, um, long time. And the, the, the thing that's one of the most the, the one of the things that's uh, most inspiring for me is it's just people's open mindedness to it. Like. I don't I don't necessarily think everybody in the world needs to become a vegan, but I do think people should open their mind and their heart to um the the vegan campaign and what we stand for and what we're what our advocacy is, you know, and just be open to that and and just incorporate it into your diet a little bit. I'm like I said, I don't think necessarily everybody should be a vegan, but I think we should be open to vegan food and you know how people they you know they have their chinese food mondays they have their italian tuesdays and they have their mexican wednesdays you know throw vegans into your mix try something different and the beautiful thing about veganism and what i learned from becoming a vegan is um how creative you can get with food you know back when i ate meat you kind of eat the same three or four different animals just cooked in different ways. But with veganism, you learn about all of these different, you know, things that are edible. You know, I didn't learn anything about jackfruit until I became a vegan. I didn't know anything about all these different type of mushrooms that you can eat and have this meat-like texture and incredible flavor. Like, I didn't know anything about lion's mane. I didn't know anything about um, oyster mushrooms and um, I think it's called aoki, aoki mushrooms. Um, You'd be surprised. Like there's all these different mushroom varieties and they have this meaty texture and this incredible flavor. And it it wasn't until I went vegan that I really saw the, the wide array of different things you could do with food and the the wide array of things that exist in this world that are actually edible. So it, I'd say, you know, becoming a vegan has been one of the greatest decisions in my life. And hopefully this inspires other people who are thinking about it or maybe on the fence to step out there and try it. You know, try these vegan restaurants. There's a lot of vegan restaurants um, popping up all over the place and a lot of people they feel like if they're not a vegan they shouldn't be there and that's not what it's about it's about you know opening your mind and your heart to to something new a new way of doing things a new way of seeing things and also to be um to be conscious you know like I said, some people do it for the animals, some people do it for the environment, some people do it for their health, and most people do it for a mix of those three different things, you know? So, 
it, it's a beautiful thing. It really, really is. And I'm excited to um, see these statistics. Like, I'm excited to see these numbers. You know, another statistic that I have for you all is the vegan market value increased from 14.44 billion in 2020 to 15.77 billion in 2021 and there's no signs of it slowing down every day you're seeing more and more celebrities becoming vegan and using their platform to advocate for animal rights environmental justice and um just healthy lifestyles you know People are starting to wake up. You you see it. It's it it it's a it's a slow process, but you're starting to see people wake up to the fact that your health is your wealth, man. It just is. And I just want to keep the momentum going. Like I just want to, you know, big up all the vegans out there and big up all the people who are open to it too like i don't want you to feel like just because you're not vegan this message is not for you those of y'all who are open to it those of y'all who are incorporating incorporating more fruits and vegetables in your diet just living in a healthier lifestyle in general shout out to y'all you know because it takes a it, it takes a leap of faith and it takes um some balls really to step out of your comfort zone and do what you're doing so i salute y'all and you know let's keep it going let's keep this wave going let's let it be a vegan tsunami and if we if um these if the if the trends follow like i showed you in about two three decades vegan vegans gonna be outnumbering everybody else out here so that's the thing so Man, I, I just want to shout out to uh, Soylent.com for all the information that they've shared. Um, there's actually a lot more, but I know the interview is coming up very, very soon. So if I have more time, I'll pop back in and give you all some more facts. But I just want to let you all know, just the numbers don't lie. You know what I'm saying? Men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. The stats show the vegan wave is legitimate, is growing. And people are people are um people are, are are recognizing it. You know, you see all these restaurants that you go to, they're starting to incorporate more and more vegan and vegetarian items. Because at the end of the day, we are a constituency. Our dollars matter and restaurants and all these other businesses understand that if they don't provide any any options for us, we won't support their establishment. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to see this growth. So I hope it continues. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man. So as y'all know, this is the Groove Live Show. We stay groovy here. Real, real groovy. So I got some more music for y'all. You know, got some more music. This next one is um, some Capleton. Because, you know, you, you got to love Capleton. You got to love Capleton. He's one of the best artists ever, one of my favorites. And um, this next track I have is some Capleton with Jaja City right here on the Groove Live Show. Which shows DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right? Choo!
And I say life when I promote the eyes of level. Let's know. So we just learn them evil concept because we say death is a destruction to the humanity. So me I say, let's know. What do you want
them some men and keep no funny man friend. Tell them some men and keep no fear mother friend. Nango stoop low, me chat the raggy road them. The fire, yeah. He tried to burn them, me eat them. Who them a good and what that them a try? Them thinking still I see what you all like them die, yeah. Who them a nigga see them with them spell? Them the same and me well and them so down a hell, yeah. Who them a good and who them want cause? Them this man cause I know them all right in us, yeah. Who them a nigga tell them this plan?
Alright y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This is your main man, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. And I just got to make an announcement. You know what I'm saying? The man of the hour stepped into the building. We got Sean Russell himself. You know what I'm saying? CEO of SoFlow Vegan and Vegans Explore. Founder and CEO, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? He's in the building and we coming with the interview in T minus 10 minutes. You know, I'm chopping it up with the vegan man himself very, very soon. So y'all stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? We're going to play a couple more tracks. As I told y'all, we saluting the vegans. So I'm playing all Rastafarian music. You know what I'm saying? All vegans getting played today. If you ain't vegan, we not running your track. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going we to do this next track. And um, this next track is some Gregory Isaacs. With rumors, rumors them spreading. Say that I sense me planting. But I'm the dining and the juggling. Up here, rumors are gone. He sings it better than me, so I'm going to let him do his thing. We're going to get into it. This is um Rumors, Gregory Isaac, right here on the Groove Live Show. Which host, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right? Cheer! And red of them pain Make man and man have money to spend 
back the key to her front door Cause it seems she didn't care about me anymore I gave her all the love I had and she spilled it, yeah So I packed my things into a shopping bag and decided to quit But Lord knows that I don't wanna be lonely tonight. I don't wanna be lonely tonight. I said I don't wanna be lonely tonight. But I would rather to be lonely than to live a dirty life. All of those things that we've been through Used to make me happy, now make me blue <laughs> Are you sure you I didn't believe the things that I've heard, no But now I've seen it with my own eyes I know actions speak louder than words But Lord know that I Don't wanna be lonely tonight Granny know that I Don't wanna be lonely tonight I mean it, yes I mean it I Don't wanna be lonely tonight But I would rather to be lonely Than to live a dirty life I'm so sorry we've been All right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. This is your man, man, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. And as promised, man, at the top of the hour, we're coming with the interview with the one and only Sean Russell himself. So I just want to personally welcome you to the show. For everyone listening right now, go ahead and let them know your name, 
where you're from, and where they could follow you at, real quick. Yeah, my name is Sean. First of all, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Sean Russell. I'm born and raised here in South Florida, and you can find me at SoFlo Vegans and Vegans Explore on all the socials. Y'all heard it first. SoFlo Vegans and Vegans Explore. So this man right here is basically like one of the pioneers of the vegan community out here in South Florida. So I just want to start with like your story, you know, what compelled you to go vegan, what compelled you to start um, Soulful Vegans and Vegans Explore and all of that stuff. Where let's just start there. I mean, I'll give you I'll give you the medium-sized story. So okay. <laughs> my background is in media production and community organizing. I discovered in middle school what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, and that dictated how I moved later on in life. So what I wanted to do was be a media producer, more specifically a movie producer. Wow. So I figured out how to do that step-by-step, step, walk my way through it, Forrest Gump my way through the entertainment industry. And then in 2013, I decided I wanted to go vegan full-time. I started 2008. It didn't stick. But 2013, it was like, all right, I figured it out. And the way I figured it out was marrying my love for building communities and media production with the lifestyle of veganism. And that was how SoFlo Vegans was born. So it wouldn't be until around 2016, 17 that I decided to fully launch SoFlo Vegans. And I've been on a crazy wild ride since. Yes, he has. He's been on a crazy wild ride since. And you've really grown. You know, I guess you said 2013, so a little bit over 10. Oh, you said 20, 2016, 2017, you finally went forward with it, or was it 2013? So 2013 is when I started, my when I officially fully went vegan. Okay. So my journey started in 2008, okay. but 2013 officially, 2017 is when I officially launched SoFlow Vegans. Okay, so SoFlow Vegans been around for a minute now. And it's on the rise, you know, and he wanted to marry his two loves, veganism and media production. And that's what he did. And that's why we have Soul Flow Vegans. So, all right, Soul Flow Vegan, Vegans has been around for a couple of years now. Like, what would you say is like the, the, the response you've seen to the community that you're trying to build? Like, how have you seen veganism grow over the couple of years? And I know that's a lot of questions at one time, but like, and also just like the, the changes in people's attitude towards veganism, because I know you must interact with a lot of vegans and non-vegans. So just give us some insight onto the changes that you've seen in the average person as far as their attitude towards veganism over the, over the years. So the interesting thing about that is it comes in ways. So it's not like a steady gradual increase it's more of like a roller coaster because what ends up happening is you have these tent poles that happen in the vegan movement and it's usually surrounded around a documentary so when that documentary comes out so there are a few you had forks over knives cowspiracy what the health and most recently the game changers so what you would if you almost look at a graph you would see an influx of veganism around the times of those films. Mm -hmm. We came in around the time, I want to say, of Cowspiracy. 
so around the 2017 mark. So since then, I've seen it come up and come down. But specifically here in South Florida, what I've noticed is that you can't tell by someone yelling they're vegan, really the strength and power of the community down here. Mm -hmm. Just go to like a vegan block party or to one of these events, and you'll see so many people show up that might not necessarily call themselves vegan, but right. live the lifestyle. So looking at that, I'm seeing that, yes, there there are a lot of people that practice the lifestyle, if you want to call it plant-based or whatever. It's, a, there's, it's really growing down here in South Florida, and I think a big credit to that is being able to cultivate a community and showcase, because that's really what we do with SoFlo Vegans. Yes, we have events, and we do this, and we do that, but what I feel like sets us apart from anybody else, I would even say in the world, is that I make it a point to really showcase all of the amazing things that other people are doing as well. Mm -hmm. Because if it's it's like if you don't record it, it doesn't it didn't happen. Right. You're just kind of left with your memories. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. If you don't record it, you're left with your memories. And yeah, you see a lot of people are opening their their eyes to it. And I think that's the beautiful thing. Like, I don't think everybody in the world should become a vegan. Like, I don't know if it's for every single person in the world. But I do think people should open their mind to what it can offer and the fact that you can still get the same flavor, the same taste, the same texture without the 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 harming of the animals without the environmental impact and all of those things. And I think people are waking up to that. And I, I think that's the beautiful thing. And I, I commend you for what you're doing because you're creating this community where people feel welcome. They don't feel like if they're not necessarily a vegan, they can't be a part of it. It's not like a cult type of vibe. It's more of a we're just trying to unite as people who, who follow this lifestyle and trying to encourage other people to do the same. And I, I think that's a beautiful thing. And um, before we before <laughs> I get into, like, um, you know, the current status of veganism, what we should be doing more of and less of, I want to know, like, your personal story. Like, what compelled you to go vegan? Was there, like, a traumatic instance that happened you saw something where you're like oh no cold turkey i'm i'm changing or was it a gradual process like give us some insight on that yeah so i, I talked a little bit and i glossed over my origin story my vegan origin story that's mm -hmm. something that i do on my podcast every guest that come on i have them give a vegan origin story okay and i'll talk about what that led into a little bit later but my vegan origin story started around 2008 mm -hmm. and it's, it was just an offhanded comment from one of my family members, and they just kind of patted my stomach. It was like, oh, you're getting a little big there. And that kind of set off a domino of me, <laughs> you know, really investing in my health and running every morning and going to the gym and looking up the food, right foods to eat. And I ended up finding this website, I don't know if it's still around, called Beyond Diet, and it literally laid out everything that you put in your body, what it does to you, dot, dot, dot. So once it's like one of those things, like once you see it, you can't unsee it. So every time I decided to put something bad in my mouth, I knew exactly what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I started to feel a little bit better, tried out different diets, paleo. I only really tried out paleo. And then I had a coworker. I worked at an elementary school, and she was vegetarian. And I always just 
just the energy that she put off was different than anybody else in the score that I've met. And I'm like, okay, it must be something about the vegetarian thing. <laughs> so I sat with her one day, and in her talking about vegetarianism, she mentioned veganism. And I'm like, hmm, that sounds super extreme. I'm about, it does. I'm about two things away from being vegan. Why not? Let me try it. So I went vegan, felt a lot of positive effects from it. I used to have really bad allergies. Like I got the test and I was like missing two things to fold up my whole score sheet. You know, I had to get shots every week. So after I went vegan, that cleared up. I lost a stupid amount of weight and I felt the best I've ever felt in my life. So it wasn't until I was tested by traveling outside of my comfort zone, going to L.A. of all places. It's funny now knowing what I know about L.A. and the vegan scene, but I didn't know anything. I didn't. This is 2009. Barely the iPhone was barely a thing right, around that right, time. Right, right. So I didn't know what to what to eat. I didn't wasn't a big vegetable and fruit person. So I like to eat still my rice dishes and things of that nature. So I ended up falling off. So it wouldn't be back until 2013 that I was ready to pick it up again. That's not to say I was eating red meat and doing stuff like that. I stopped eating red meat probably 20 plus years ago. Okay. So what ended up happening was I realized that what was missing was a sense of purpose behind my lifestyle. And more importantly, community, which is a tenant that I hold strong and close to my heart with everything that I do. So I was excited. Now I get to build a community because in the past, I've been building communities my whole life. I mean, I've had probably five communities similar to SoulFlow Vegans in different industries. I did it, started off when I was a little kid, a little jit in wrestling, you know, a little wrestling role-playing federation, but... Don't let it fool you. I was managing 30, 60 plus people, you know, overcoming coups of people trying to take over my organization, all that. That taught me at an early age how to successfully maneuver running large organizations and being a leader in that respect. Then I did anime and manga, did that for about 10, 12 years. And through that, I learned how to work with large organizations. That's where I learned how to start a podcast back in 2007. I really cut my chops on being a producer in that respect. Traveled the country, did a whole bunch of amazing stuff with that. Had a podcast that had over a million downloads. So I really honed my craft with that. Then I did the mu jumped into the music industry where I did that for about seven years with a partner. We did, you know, covered alternative rock, hip hop, EDM. And this was around like 2007 to 2012. Even had my own um, record label, toured the country, interviewed, you know, worked with Flo Rida, Fat Joe, all these people. And I learned so much through that as well. You know, how to work with PR, how to, how to you know, book people, how to do a whole bunch of stuff. So that fast forward, dot, 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 dot. You know, I'm now doing So Flow Vegans. I'm learn taking all the things that I learned throughout the course of my life. And now it's at a point where it's no longer about interest because all those things I mentioned were interests. Mm. And once my interest waned on those, I lost interest in the community. Right. This is my lifestyle. And then going through this journey, I've also realized that more so than just being vegan for the environment, for my health or for the animals, I'm vegan for compassion. And what I mean by that is part of my practicing compassion is meeting people where they are and being present 
to what's showing up in front of me and not letting those people pull me into the past or into the future. Hmm. Focusing on the now. Hmm. Understanding that I'm consciousness. And in that consciousness, I have a choice in how I want to show up in the world. And that's really why I'm vegan, because it is a constant reminder to be that. And I'm complete. <laughs> wow. That was dope. That was the first of all, I'm surprised that you did all of that. I mean, trap record labels, this, that, anime, all of that. That's crazy. And I, I think it's a good story because I guess through this organization that you created, you you almost found purpose. It's not something mm. that it's not trendy. It's not something that you you have an interest in. It, it's more of you you feel like it's your life's work. You feel like it's it's your your duty to go out there and build a community based on compassion. And I I really um what you said resonated with me is um staying present. Don't let people pull you into the past. Don't let people pull you into the future. That was really profound because I never thought about it that way. But yeah, because you can get lost in the sauce. Like if you got people pulling you backwards or pulling you forward, if you're not in the present moment, you're not you're not living your life in a fulfilling way. You know, so think of it this way. Mm. The people are we're energy. Okay. And being present is our way of grounding ourselves. So when you're not present and you're living in the future or in the past, you're 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 opening yourself up to be controlled by other people's energy. That's true. You're like uprooting yourself. You're no longer sunken into your your sense of presence. Because that's all there is. There's only now. Yeah, you're right. So, so understanding that you're able to do things in your life that you want to do. Because when you're in the present, I'm making all this up, by the way. But when you're in the present, you're closer to the divine source of all creation. Right. And that's where people are able to enter that flow state. So... The more you get to practice that is the more you can achieve the things you want in your life. That's 100%. And I agree with that. Stay present. Because otherwise you will get lost in the sauce. You, you're worrying about stuff that you can't control, the past. And you're worrying about stuff that hasn't realized yet, the mm. future. So you got to stay present in order to have that state of flow, like you're saying. And I think it's a beautiful thing that you're doing because you took that leap of faith to find your purpose. You could have went and got a corporate job. You could have did you know, insurance or marketing or whatever the case, got a safe little career. Because when you first started it, did you know? I mean, obviously you have visions of what your organization will be, but was it kind of, did it give you anxiety? Like, I'm stepping out and doing my own thing in this way. Is it going to be received well? Like, did you have a lot of um, thoughts to the contrary to as far as, like, the success of the organization? Or did you always kind of know it would take off and become what it is today. Well, I can say this, and there's a huge part of my life that I left out of my explanation. From my early 20s, I stepped, I went from working retail jobs, you know, one of the last retail jobs I had was Blockbuster. If I'm dating, oh, if I'm dating, if I'm dating myself, right? Whoa, okay. And what happened actually was Babies R Us. Also dating myself. That's dating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so what ended up happening is somebody told me about another opportunity working as a substitute teacher. Okay. And going down that road 
led me to actually getting hired by an elementary school. And I ended up working for the elementary school for 10 years. So I did everything from being a sub to being a classroom teacher. I taught fitness and technology to being a microtech to running their aftercare program to starting the first summer camp program in the, in the whole Broward County Public Schools. Then eventually getting hired by the, by the school board to be the district webmaster for the marketing department. And that's when I got to a point where it was like, that was what I would have imagined being my dream job. But then what ended up happening was I needed to spread my wings and I needed to try working for myself full time. And that's when SoFlo Vegans came about. And that's where my spiritual journey came about as well, where I'm now at a point where uh, I'm excited about life and being wherever I am. And I can imagine everything that you do doesn't feel like work. Because you feel like you're walking in your purpose mm. at this point. So nothing that you do, no matter how strenuous or laborious it may be to the to the naked eye, to you it just feels like a duty at this point. It just it needs to be done. It doesn't feel like, oh, I got to go to work. You probably wake up and like, yes, I get to go to work. You know what I'm saying? It's just a completely different attitude. And I, I try to tell people about that, taking that leap of faith to, one, find your purpose and then, two, try to turn that purpose into a business or something that you can live off of. Because, I mean, taking the safe route is nice. You know, you get a little salary. But I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like you're going to look back and you're going to be like, I don't think I, I, I live my life to the fullest potential. And I feel like that's got to be one of the biggest regrets in life. You know, mm. I'm younger, so... I, I can't confidently talk about it because, you know, you, you got to be older to to know, you know, what life would be like in retrospect. But I don't know. I would hate to be 60, 70 years old and I look back on my life and I don't feel like I lived it to the fullest. So I always, you know, try to encourage people to take that leap of faith and do what you genuinely love to do. And you definitely did that. And that's a beautiful thing. And now we have SoFlow Vegans. Yeah. So SoFlow Vegans is, I think, the biggest, one of the biggest or the biggest vegan communities in South Florida. And it does a lot of things. That's where I actually met Sean Russell for the first time. I went to one of your events, um, I think, in downtown Fort Lauderdale, where they had a cooking class. And mm -hmm. you brought these chefs in. And he, he broke everything down. It was really informative. And... It was interesting, and it was nice to, because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get more into the vegan community, you know, meet other people who practice the same lifestyle as me and just try to connect with other like-minded people. And it was a lot of fun. And now I'm going to vegan events all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's it's a blast, and I, and I love it. And now I, I just want to know, like, what are your um, kind of – thoughts on the 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 growth of the vegan community the status of it now um do you think we're we're doing the most that we can do we can do more like what do you think we should do to best reach the 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 most amount of people that we possibly can and really um impact them and influence them to at least consider the lifestyle, maybe not necessarily transition, but incorporate it into their everyday life and what they eat on a regular basis. 
to that, I would say I'm not in the business of trying to influence people to do what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm in the business of showing people how I live my life and being that example because it's about I make up that you enroll people by showing them that you're thriving and that you're having a good time. That's why I film the things that I film when I put out the content that I put out. So I feel like if all the vegans that are out there that want to get people to go vegan, I would say make sure you're in a good place, do the work for yourself, and you will plant those seeds in the people that are around you. Because you're, what you're going to find is people are going to start asking questions. People are going to want to know, what do you got going on? What are you, what are you eating right Where now? Where do you get your protein <laughs> from, bro? <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so it's like I feel like that, for me, has worked. Because a lot of the people that have, I feel like I've made an impact on have engaged me, not the other way around. So that's that's the, that's my answer to you. And then be ready. That's the other thing. Be ready to answer those questions because they're going to start flowing and you want to be that's able true. to know what you're talking about. That's true. And you, you notice it. Like, people start eyeing you. Like, I remember when I first went vegan, no one in my immediate family was vegan. Like, they was looking around like... <laughs> What is this guy doing? You know, I was I was losing a lot of weight really fast. You know, my my family was making fun of me, saying you got this skinny old body and this big old head. Like, how you hold your head up and this and that. And you know, I stuck to it. I, I stuck to it. And lo and behold, now they're asking you. You know, how do you cook this? Mm -hmm. How do you cook that? Oh wow, that was really good. You know, how do you deal with this? All these different you know, jackfruit and, you know, just bread. Well, Jamaicans know about breadfruit. Yeah. <laughs> jackfruit and, you know, lion's mane mushrooms and all these different things. Like, people people get curious. Your friends and stuff like that, they notice, you know, you're getting in good shape, you know, your skin and all of They're noticing a lot of changes in you and it asks a lot of questions. So I think your answer is right. It's not necessarily about influencing. It's more about leading by example, mm -hmm. live your life as a way that may inspire other people. That's not necessarily your objective. Mm -hmm. Your objective is not necessarily to impress other people, but to express yourself. And if people are inspired by your expression and they're impressed by it and they want to emulate it in some way, shape, or form, then good. But it's not like mm -hmm. you're it's not like you're a missionary. Like mm -hmm. you're going to these other countries pushing your ideology onto onto other people and stuff like that. Because if veganism is great, which it is, mm. people will naturally gravitate to it. And that's what you were talking about with the, the questions that people kind of come with. That's that gravitation. Like, you can see the interest in it. They don't necessarily want to admit it. I don't know why, mm. but they, they don't necessarily want to admit it, but they do want to ask you a little question, like, where do you get your protein from or... You know, what do you do for your skin? Like, your, your skin is nice and this and that. Like, what do you... All these little questions. And you, it's just like, get to her, bro. You, you, you want to be vegan, don't you? you know? <laughs> but don't, don't, don't push it on them. Just let your actions be an example. And the community will kind of create itself mm -hmm. in a way. You know, there's no... 
effort as far as trying to recruit. There, there's none of that. It's natural. People will submit themselves to the lifestyle because they know the benefits that it has. Yeah. And, and what I will say is, as far as the advocacy for the animals and things of that nature, I feel like there is a time and place for that. I'm not saying don't be an advocate and don't stand up for the injustices that are happening to the animals. I would say focus that attention to where it, where it needs to be focused, to the people who are actually contributing to the the death and the slaughter of these animals. I'm speaking mainly in terms of the lifestyle because once you do decide to make that decision, you now have to actually adjust certain things in your life. So you want to be in a space where people feel like that's possible. That's not going to be something that's going to take away from their ability to enjoy what little time they have right. on this planet. So I feel like showing people that you're thriving is a good way of making people take that extra step forward. That's 100%, you know, taking that extra step forward and just lead by example. And it ties into pretty much all aspects of life. You don't really need to push your belief system onto other people. People will naturally gravitate to it and i always you know on this week's show i i, I declared myself a pushy vegan like i thought i'm only playing <laughs> vegan artists i'm doing everything for the vegans this episode but in reality i was never a pushy vegan like i'm not the person where once i introduce myself i let people know that i'm vegan or something like that it's just people find out when they hang out with me if we go out to eat yeah. you know i'm the one that's hyper analyzing everything on the menu and saying can i get this but without this or can you substitute this you know i'm that complicated one so people kind of find out that way and then once they see cuz first they always expect you to be really skinny mm. that's the thing like when i go around my extended family like thanksgiving time christmas time and stuff like that they always wonder like how do you keep your weight you know, like they expect you to be just skin and bones. Like they don't, it, I don't know, it, it, it mind boggles them. But then again, it piques the interest mm. because then they're like, okay, I can keep a healthy weight and not consume animals. You know, it, it's just another reason for them to kind of ponder on it. And then they slowly start coming with more and more questions. So I don't know. I, I think it's one of the best decisions i've ever made in my life mm. you know what i'm saying going vegan i've never not at this point meat doesn't even look appetizing to me anymore not at all you know i grew up on curry chicken i grew up on stew peas i grew up <laughs> on rice and corned beef you know what i'm saying but now ah rice and corned beef me I too. Mean, no I, me too that's the jamaican struggle me meal bro oh my goodness rice oh man you brought me back yeah yeah that's the jamaican struggle <laughs> meal rice and ketchup sometimes but that's a whole that's a whole another conversation but now it's like i look at meat and stuff and it's completely unappetizing because i see dead animal that's how i see it now yeah. so i don't know and then the thing about veganism is it opened my mind to all the different things that you can eat. Because you, when you eat meat, most people eat the same three or four animals cooked in different ways yeah. over and over and over and over and over again. When you get away from that, you realize all the other things that you could have been eating this whole time. 
And that's one of the things, the way it has brought in my perspective on the world beyond food, just everything. Now it's, I'm more conscious about, you know, where my clothes are sourced from. Now I bought a vegan wallet. I have mm-hmm. a vegan wallet now, you know what I'm saying? So all it, I'm, I'm always thinking about those things and I think it's beautiful. And I guess my next question for you is like, you know, I pointed out the statistics because I read off a bunch of statistics earlier in the show. Um, what do you think uh, the 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 future of veganism is going to be like? Do you, I don't know, I, I see the stuff that people are doing with food, you know, it, it's crazy. You know, the, the mock meat and stuff like that. I have to get your opinion on that too. Like everybody, some people are on one side of the fence and on the other. I have my opinion on the whole, you know, like beyond meat and that type of stuff. Um, what do you think the future of veganism looks like uh and then i'll start there and then we'll we'll go on to something i think the the future of veganism is going to be tied to food tech for sure Hmm. and the lab-based meats and the mock meats i feel are going to open up doors for conversations about veganism and i feel like it's going to push us into two different directions one direction where it's going to become more mainstream in terms of the food the way that food is produced for vegans and non-vegans and i also feel like you're going to have a wave of people who are more focused on eating from the earth and that's going to pull in a whole other set of people. I feel like that's going to be the conversation. And I feel like in that difference, we're actually going to see people starting to come together based off of those two things, natural and unnatural. But there's the interesting thing with that. Both of those sides are now removing animal agriculture from the system. And I feel like that's going to be only a good thing. I think so, too. And I think, you know, a lot of people, especially non-vegans, they're very against the, you know, the mock meat, the v, uh, the beyond, the impossible burgers, all of that stuff. And I don't think it's something that you should live off of. Like, I definitely don't think you should be eating beyond meat, like, every day and stuff like that. But I do think there's a place for it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like... It's definitely good for people who are open to it. But, you know, not everybody can do stuff cold turkey, mm-hmm. you know. So some people, it's like they kind of have to wane off of it slowly and be introduced to things that they're familiar with but are a veganized version of what they're used to. And I think that's the beautiful thing with Beyond Me. You're seeing it featured in restaurants. You're seeing it incorporated in a lot of different foods. And I think it gives people the opportunity to try it out without feeling like they're stepping into the deep end. Mm-hmm. It feel like they're kind of getting their toe in the water instead of just jumping way out into the ocean. So I, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I agree when you say, you know, it's attached to tech. And then there's going to be this divide of um, kind of people who do it for the animals and people who do it for a more holistic lifestyle, mm. which... Both are great. Mm. You know, obviously, you would want it. The holistic, I feel like, is the is the main goal. But I feel like just for the animals is like a, a step in the right direction, you know? 
And, and I feel like the food that we eat is, I think like the food that we eat is also tied to culture. Mm. And I feel like that's where a lot of it comes from as far as eating natural. You know, you have the Seventh-day Adventists, you have the Rastafarian movement. You have all these things where it's less about not eating animals and more about eating from the earth right. and eating natural foods. And I feel like that ties itself to a lot of things, even what we were talking about earlier with consciousness and being grounded and all that. It's like the less you put those things into your body, the better. And I feel like it's important that we still have choice. Being able to choose what we want to do and then us as human beings showing up, going <laughs> everything's tying together, mm. showing up so that way people can see how we live and we enroll them into that based off of what's working for us versus you do this because you're this and this is this and that's right. that, 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 that hasn't worked for me. I don't know about anybody else listening. No, it doesn't work because it, there's a bit of ridicule that's attached to that. It's a bit of like you're that so you – you know, it's it doesn't help when you're trying to build a sense of community. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the thing. That's why I, I always decided to never be – a picky, uh, uh, a judgmental vegan. Mm. You know, I might judge you in my mind, <laughs> but I'll, I'll keep it to myself. Because like you like you said earlier, you don't really need to influence people. I never really felt the need to push my uh, ideology or my belief system as far as what I eat mm. onto other people. It's just people kind of see the results. You get in good shape and stuff like that. And they naturally are kind of drawn. They're interested and they come with questions. So just leave it at that. You know, like if someone wants my opinion on something or they want my advice where it's solicited at that point, then I will give it. But I won't give unsolicited advice because I feel like that would deter people from veganism even more because they feel like they're going to be judged pretty quickly if, if they open their mind to it or, or if they double back and revert back to, to old tendencies for a little bit. Because, like I said, not everybody can do the cold turkey thing. I kind of did cold turkey because, I mean, that's my personal vegan story. Like, I I had I worked at a Mexican restaurant, and I had a chimichanga, which is a deep-fried burrito, and it had barbacoa and all type of stuff in it. I ate it, and when I tell you, I was bedridden for like two, three hours. Like I was just home in my bed in the fetal position. Like I, I couldn't function. And I got to the point where I was just so sick of meat having control over the way I felt. Because mm. I understood how powerful that was. Like the way you feel, that's, that's, a, that's a powerful thing. And I started noticing like meat had control over how I felt. Mm. And... It was from that day. I mean, it was kind of cold turkey in the sense that literally that was the last day I ever ate an animal. But I could see that I was heading towards that point. Like, I gave up pork, which was easy. I wasn't really raised off pork like that. Only, you know, Thanksgiving time, honey-baked ham or something like that. And then it was like it transitioned into beef. Then chicken. Chicken was the hard one because I was really, I really came up off chicken. And then fish. 
was the last thing, and then that barbacoa that was mm. that was the last draw. Literally from one day to the next, I said, "I'm done, and I'm doing it." But I don't think everybody can do that. So I don't think us. I think us as vegans, we gotta first of all get rid of the judgmentalness and be more open to um, just having open conversations with non-vegans and just. Like you said, meeting them where they are, not where we feel like they should be, because that's where I feel like the judgment comes in. We feel like they should be here, and since they're not here, we're pushing all this judgment on them. Like meeting them where they are, you know, accepting them for who they are and what they do, and then just kind of being here as almost like this beam of light mm -hmm. that if they want to be inspired by it and they want to learn from it and seek knowledge from it, it's there. But I'm not beaming my rays onto you. I'm not pushing myself onto you. I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm almost like that little, remember the cartoons, mm -hmm. that thing that's on your shoulder? Like, I'm here. You know, you got a question, you want advice? I'm here. But I'm not going to push my ideology on you. And I think that's what we really need to make sure the community keeps thriving. Um, just being open and um, responsive. To all types of people and, and leave the judgment at the door. Because I think that's one of the biggest things that people dislike about mm. vegans. Those pushy vegans, those judgmental vegans, those, um, I almost want to say right wing, like right wing <laughs> vegans, but I don't think that's the right, that's the right way to call it. But those that are really like. If, settled, settled in your righteousness. Yeah, almost self-righteous at that point, yeah, you know. yeah. It's a, which I think is a bit dangerous because a lot of them isn't. The, you can't really behave that way if you weren't a vegan your whole life. A lot of them they became vegan at some point. Mm -hmm. So what if somebody kind of engaged in that behavior towards you before you went vegan? You wouldn't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So who are we to turn around and now we're holy because we're vegan? So now we feel like we have this moral superiority where we can now look down on everybody else and judge them like, oh, you you peasants, you you guys continue <laughs> to eat meat and stuff like that. So I, I think that's a beautiful thing. And that's why I commend you for what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like this sense of community and stuff like that. And for everyone that's listening right now, like if someone's interested in joining your community or supporting what you're doing, how exactly can they go about doing that? So... That's kind of, I'm glad you asked that question. As we discussed, I've been running SoFlow Vegans for the last six years, last seven years. And one of the challenges that I've come across is the fact that everything is so cyclical. You know, every three to four years, businesses are shutting down and new ones are starting up. So it's almost like I'm starting over mm -hmm. a lot of the time, trying to rebuild the relationships and things of that nature. So in... This journey of mine, this 27-year journey of mine, I've gotten to the point where it's like, what is the next step? How do I scale mm -hmm. this? How do I, you know, cement the legacy of what I'm creating? And that's where Vegans Explore comes in. Mm -hmm. So for the last three to four years, I've been cultivating this brand so that way we can start stepping into other communities around the world. So that way 
collectively this large community can start to make a significant difference and change in terms of what we would like to see in this planet. So Vegans Explore is essentially SoFlo Vegans in other parts of the world, including South Florida. Mm-hmm. So right now I relocated temporarily to Orlando Mm -hmm. so I can test the model out. So Mm -hmm. right now, like since December, I've been in Orlando doing things that I've been doing with SoFlo Vegans down here. And it's starting to make traction. It's starting to move, you know, doing things in St. Pete, doing things in Tampa. We're going to be going to Atlanta, North Carolina. I have people talking to people, potentially doing stuff in Buenos Aires, you know, have people in Berlin, all these places. So that way we can have this global movement where all these people can now feel like they're connected, Mm. you know, across the sea, across the land, wherever you, wherever you live. So I would say look into Vegans Explore because it's really that umbrella around everything that we're doing. If you're in South Florida, obviously check out SoFlo Vegans, mm-hmm. but definitely Vegans Explore is you're going to hear a lot about it in the next couple of months and years to come. All right. So speaking of Vegans Explore and SoFlo Vegans, do you have any upcoming events that you kind of want to let people know about or any upcoming projects in the works that you kind of want us to kind of be on the lookout for? Yeah, so we're we're doing a global tour Good. with Vegans Explore. And basically what that means is that we are going to be connecting to a lot of events in different parts of the country and other places. So coming up next, we have Vegan Street Party in okay. St. Petersburg. That's actually two days from now. Then, and then we're doing vegan block party which we've been working with since the inception of the event in 2018 Mm -hmm. uh, with ariel who's doing amazing stuff and it's a big reason why south florida is like known for veganism because she's been consistent with that event Mm -hmm. and then we have vitality haven which will is a really cool event that's going to be in virginia key beach park it's a plant-based event. It's it's not like super in-your-face vegan, mm. but it is 100% plant-based, and it's focused more on like consciousness and spirituality. Mm. Reggae. They have a bunch okay. of amazing okay. reggae artists. We have South Florida's own... I'm sold. He said reggae. I'm sold. <laughs> they have South Florida's own um, uh, uh, Young Wyland, who's been blowing up. He oh, has um, okay. good energy. He's going to be there. A lot of other popular reggae artists. I just spoke to one of the organizers today. And then we're going to be involved with Heal the Planet Day in April. So there's just a lot of events that are coming up. And we're actually speaking to a few others that are in the process of developing some really cool stuff for 2024. That's what's up. Y'all heard it first. So make sure y'all go follow SoFlow Vegans and Vegans Explore. Sean Russell himself. Um, I guess before we let you go, I just want to know a couple things. Like, what's one message that you have that you would like to share to vegans, non-vegans alike? Like, what's one message that you really want to resonate in the hearts of people that pertains to compassion and everything that you kind of stand for with all your organization? So one message that I'll have, and this is usually the, an- the, question, the answer that I give to people as far as advice for people who are looking to go vegan, but take out vegan and just say people who are looking to pursue their passion, people mm-hmm. who are looking to start something. The number one thing I would say is 
understand your why. Okay. Why you're doing it. And really examine if that why is strong enough to overcome the excuses that you can make for not doing it. Because having that strong why, which some people might even call your purpose, and a lot of times it's hard to find your purpose, but I feel like that's part of the reason we're on this planet, reason right. where we're human beings. Right. It's, it's not about knowing your purpose. It's about going through that journey. I agree. That's to, to figure out what it is. And having that purpose is almost just like that icing on the cake. It's, that, it's like that the gold token, Mario Brothers, are, are well, the, not Mario Brothers, but Sonic or whatever, um, where, you, where you can like start leveling up and going from there. But for me, I was lucky to know my purpose at a very early age. Early life. But my purpose shifted over time. It evolved. It evolved from just wanting to be a media producer to wanting to build communities. But they merged and married themselves and now I'm living in my purpose. And like you said, I never feel like I'm working at all. And that's an inspirational story right there. He's doing, he's fulfilling his purpose. And what he's doing never feels like work. So hopefully that inspires some of y'all to take that leap of faith, step out of your comfort zone, and really go on that journey to find out who you are and what you were put on the earth to do. You know, comfort and growth can't exist in the same place. Mm. If you want one, you have to sacrifice the other. And I think a lot of people, they're afraid to do that. So that's why, you know, I really commend you for what you're doing. Like you said, you did find it early in life, and that, that may not be the case for everybody. But you did step out of your comfort zone to go on that journey. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. So... Shout out to you for doing that. Um, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here, you know, giving us your your your, your vegan origin story, mm -hmm. the story behind all your organizations. Um, for me, it's an honor, really. Mm -hmm. It's really an honor to interview you. Um, I, I really, really, I, I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And keep doing it the way that you're doing it. Like, uh, one thing I really like that you said is that you never really try the influence route. You just kind of let people know that you exist. They're there. And this is what we're doing. If you're interested in it, we're here. You know, subscribe yourself. If you're not, cool too. But we're not going to push it on you. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So I really commend you for what you're doing. Keep doing it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, man, so this has been the interview with the one and only Sean Russell, founder and CEO of SoulFlow Vegans, Vegans Explore. Make sure y'all go follow him. Make sure y'all support everything that he's doing. Like he said, he's going to be all over Florida doing different things uh, throughout the year. So make sure y'all follow him. And for those of y'all who are, are interested in the movement, Join us. We're welcoming. You know what I'm saying? We're not pushy vegans on this <laughs> end. You know what I'm saying? It's all love and it's all compassion. I think that's really that's really the word. That that's really the word that really um defines it best. You know, so man, thank you again. Mm -hmm. And um until next time, y'all, DJ Melo Jones and Sean, Sean Russell signing out. Y'all have a good night. Stay safe and most importantly, stay groovy. All right? Choo!
All right, y'all. All right, y'all. That was the interview with the one and only Sean Russell himself. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to continue with the music. I got one more track for y'all. That's almost my time for this week's episode. But this last track of the Groove Live show is One Man Against the World. One Vegan Against the World. Because as y'all know, this is the Groove Live show. And we dedicated this whole episode to the vegans. Deprecated the whole, de- de- dedicated, excuse me, dedicated the whole episode to the vegan. So we got this next track, One Man Against the World, Gregory Isaacs, all right? Choo!
All right, y'all. That has been my time for this week. Until next time, this has been the Groove Live Show. DJ Melo Jones signing out. We here every every Thursday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. WKMT DB, the great FM. Connecting the world through music. All right? Cheers!